Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Monday Thursday begins our Easter Triduum, the three holiest days of ritual in the Christian calendar. So let me start by saying to you gathered at home, you are not missing out on the essence of Maundy Thursday. I don't mean this to sweep under the rug your feelings of loss and displacement as maybe for the first time in your life you find yourself in a place other than church on this holy Thursday. I have those feelings in spades with you and most all the comfort I've heard about it has fallen coldly on my unwilling ears. Things are not okay and you're not here. But it is true still that the heart and essence of Monday Thursday is yours, wherever you are. Because we don't call this foot washing Thursday, right? Or Last Supper Thursday, or Garden of Gethsemane, or Altar Stripping Thursday, which is where our actions of remembrance have tended to take us throughout the years. All of that grew up in Monday Thursday. Monday means uh, is a linguistic corruption of the word that means mandate. And what is the new common mandate that Jesus gives us? To love one another. Monday Thursday and its commandment that you will now be known by your by others and by God through your mutual love. That is central, and that is yours. Love one another. It seems like in every book Dostoevsky has written, there's a character who says, I love humanity, and the more I love humanity in general, the less I love them in particular. I can expound the grandest sentiments about the brotherhood of man, but I cannot be shut in a room with my brother for two days. Maybe you know something of that feeling. If you're someone who has been stuck in a room with one or a few others for far more than two days now, the general love for humanity is being tested for me with one human. This week, I suggested that Missy was using the incorrect dish scrubber as she was washing the dishes. She suggested that this was maybe not the time for starting trivial arguments by nitpicking at your only other community member, even if it is because of misplaced anxiety. Right. Check. We have nowhere to go. The ramifications of my behavior on our little community have impacts that I can't escape. I mean, it was always true, but now it's so pressing. And it is true that we are in the era of not so good feelings, 
and that fear and anxiety tend to leak out like a corrosive battery. It gets on everyone around you, whether that's the one person next to you or all over your corner of social media. It's not easy to hear that I need to repent of the behavior which I can justify endlessly. And more than that, it's only love that makes me able to hear it. I hope you are both giving and receiving plenty of that love in these days. Love one another. The commandment is yours, more particular than ever. It is especially poignant to me that Jesus gave his final commandment when he was eating and drinking in a home, which is where I imagine all of you right now, the smell of dinner in the air, trading this marble altar for your own dining table, breaking real tangible bread instead of our imitation wafers, the wine now a vintage of your choice. Monday Thursday is not actually the celebration of the first Eucharist, even though we are sometimes guilty of saying that it was. On the night before he died, Jesus and his friends celebrated a Passover meal together. A Passover meal is foundational to our Eucharist, yeah, but not equal. What Jesus did that night is what Jesus so often did. He took a familiar place and a familiar ritual and transformed it. Transformed it into a promise of presence. Out of that promise sprang the practice of the church. All of the images we get from tonight, from that first Holy Thursday, are of the familiar places where you are. A home, a table, a wash basin, a simple meal, some bread and wine, even the garden that Jesus will later visit. All small and familiar spaces somehow imbued with this promise of presence coming to life around us. In his novel, Howard's End, E.M. Forrester writes, it is the vice of a vulgar mind to be thrilled by bigness, to think that a thousand square miles are a thousand times more wonderful than one square mile, and that a million square miles are almost the same as heaven. That is not imagination. No, it kills it. When their poets over here try to celebrate bigness, they are dead at once and naturally. Your universities, oh yes, you have learned men who collect facts and facts and empires of facts. But which of them will rekindle the light within? Which of them will rekindle the light within? Consider your loving return to that one square mile to these small places of your lives. Consider that these are the places where Jesus visits with his presence. Take these lights into the dark night where in so many ways we are learning to wait in prayer and in presence. Amen. 
If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.